In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace be from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Why is Jesus sending out his disciples to be apostles who will be like sheep amidst wolves? Or why is he sending them out to face persecution and flogging? Why are they going to face people that reject them and want nothing to do with Jesus and his message? Matthew tells us simply that Jesus had compassion for them. Matthew 9, 36. Our Lord and God saw how they were harassed and helpless, how they were being tossed here and there as if no one was there to lead or protect them. Jesus saw their need, and he instructed his disciples to pray to God the Father to provide for them. They need shepherds. So pray to the Lord of the harvest. Pray to the Father to send out workers to take care of his great harvest. And the Father answers this prayer through Jesus. See what Jesus does? He calls workers and sends them out. He calls some of his disciples and instructs them to go and to preach and teach and heal. He calls them to be apostles, to hand out God's mercy unto the masses and people. He sends them forth in the Holy Spirit. He sends the apostles out promising them that the Holy Spirit will be with them to help them. And most especially will the Spirit be with them on that day when they must testify before kings, councils, and Gentiles. This compassion of Christ was evident this week in the stories that the kids heard at Vacation Bible School. This week they heard about the many ways and places that God worked with water to bless his people and give them life. They heard about God's grace and mercy in creating this world from nothing and how the Holy Spirit hovered over the created waters and then brought forth land, plants, stars, birds, sea creatures, land animals, and people. They learned about God providing water for the Israelites by having the rock struck so that their thirst would not continue. We discussed how the Lord healed Naaman of his leprosy in the Jordan River and how Jesus served his disciples by washing their feet. We concluded our studies with Pentecost and how the Holy Spirit helped the apostles to preach and reach thousands who heard, believed, and were baptized. The kids who came learned how God covers us with his grace in baptism. All of this is undeserved. All of this is God's gift to us. All of this comes because the Lord creates freely, loves his creation, and wants good for it. He has compassion on his creation, on us. And all of this through Christ. Today we are invited to join our Lord in his compassion for his creation. He calls for us to look out to the world and see how there are many people that are helpless and harassed by many different forces and troubles in this world. He calls us to see their need for him, for the good shepherd. He calls for us to see their biggest need 
and to call to God the Father on their behalf to pray that he would send out workers into the world. Literally, Jesus calls us to pray that the Lord of the harvest would cast out labors into his harvest. Cast them out like seed into the ground that his word might grow into a plentiful harvest. Now we can note that this sending of the apostles here in Matthew is different from Jesus' later sending at the end of Matthew. There he sends them out into the world to people, to all people. Here, the ministry and work of the apostles is limited. It starts first with their fellow Israelites. They do not go to the Gentiles or even the Samaritans. They only are sent to their fellow countrymen. Now on this past Wednesday night, I went into more detail on how some of this passage is historical, speaking only to the 12 apostles in that day and time and how other aspects of this passage apply today. I invite you to refer back to Wednesday's sermon to understand how we can properly read and understand Scripture and rightly apply it to our lives today. I will, though, point out several things that clearly apply to God's people today. The verse is that we need to trust the Lord to provide for us. We see this in the prayer Jesus directs us to pray, that God would provide for us workers in the harvest. He also calls his people to trust in his daily provision. This is seen in the twelve being commanded not to acquire new or extra things for themselves as they travel. Instead, they are to trust that God will provide for them through the houses and people along the way. They're not to collect anything extra or gain any possessions. Their provisions will be provided on a day-to-day -day basis by the people who hear and believe. In this regard, Jesus does indicate that this special protection and provision later changes for his apostles. In Luke 22, 35-36, Jesus said, When I sent you out with no money bag or knapsack or sandals, did you lack anything? They said, Nothing. He said to them, But now, let the one who has a money bag take it. And likewise, a knapsack. And let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. Clearly, Jesus indicates a change in his provision so that the apostles are to be ready for the spiritual battles they will face and the physical needs and attacks. God will still provide, but the disciples will need to exercise more wisdom and preparation because they will be persecuted, and for Christ's sake, they will be a testimony before councils, synagogues, rulers, and Gentiles. What they face and how they respond will change to some extent. They will need to plan carefully and take precautions. They will need to be wise as serpents and yet innocent as doves. So, and this is the second Point. Be prepared and be ready about what men will do. 
The danger of persecution and even martyrdom is real, especially for those who boldly speak God's word to people in this world. Be wise as serpents, and yet also trust in the Lord. This is the third point. Trust he will send the Holy Spirit to his missionaries in their times of persecution and peril so that they may be his mouthpieces to those before whom they stand. Trust in God to help and guide you. Be innocent as doves. This leads to the fourth point. Where there is a need, whether of provision or more pastors and missionaries, we should pray to the Lord God to provide. It's with this in mind that we are called upon to support pastors and missionaries today. For God's will is that they are supported by those who have heard and believed. They may need to provide for themselves at times, but it is God's order that his called workers be supplied their wages by those who have received his peace. And this moves us to that warning we heard. Part of Jesus' instructions to the apostles was to enter houses and let their peace rest on them. But if a household or town rejects them, they are to shake off the dust from their feet as a sign of the judgment that is coming. God does not desire that judgment to condemn his creation. And so he warns us in all creatures in many ways that such judgment is coming on the world for its evil and wickedness. Just look at the harm people do to one another on a daily basis. Justice is coming for all and against all. Our Lord is warning us so that they are not destroyed. He's having compassion on his creation by casting out workers into this world to warn us, to warn all people. Day of harvest and judgment is coming. There is an urgency here. We should not put these things off. To put them off is to view God's compassion and love with contempt. Or at the very least, take them for granted. It would be as if the president or governor were to pardon a man of his crimes and he decides he's going to stay in his prison cell and be executed. Or he just never gets around to leaving before the executioner strikes. That would be a sad state of affairs. And yet, sadly, that is the danger you and I face. For our Lord calls us to join in his compassion, his compassion for others, and we fail. Consider all the people for whom we have failed to act in love. Consider how we reacted to that person who was sharp or rude with us. Or how we responded to those who persecuted or attacked us. Have we prayed for them? Or have we done to them as they did to us? Have we asked the Lord to have compassion and mercy on them that they might be converted and believe? Or have we wished judgment and God's justice upon them? Do not get me wrong. God will get justice one way or another. But God's desire, his 
reason for sending out the apostles, his workers into the harvest, is that all people would receive God's justice through Jesus Christ's death on the cross for them. God does not want us to receive what we deserve. For we creatures deserve nothing but death and destruction. We rebelled against God. We attack one another. We harm one another. We lash out at those who attack us. We try to establish our own justice and our own rules rather than God's justice, rather than letting God's rules direct our lives. We deserve to be the ones who die. But our Lord has such great compassion for you that he goes to the cross for you. He dies for you. He faces the punishment you and I deserve. He takes the judgment and wrath of God for our rebellion and harm for others. He even takes our lack of compassion and our quickness to judge and condemn. He takes it all on the cross, and with his death, he makes peace between us and God. Jesus established and gives us peace with God the Father. This is the very peace he sent the apostles out to share. This is the peace his word gives to you and me. This is the peace God gives to you in baptism, in those waters attached to God's word, attached to his promise. Those are indeed blessed waters. For by the power of his word, you are connected to Jesus and his cross. By his word, you are given his death, which is the death of your sin and rebellion. All that you have done against God is now dead. It's buried in the tomb of Jesus. All that separates you from him and his love is dead and buried. His word to you is one of peace and forgiveness. You do not have to establish your own peace with God. You are forgiven. Christ gives you the peace he won for you. By his blood shed, your sins are forgiven. By his death, his peace is yours. By his resurrection, that peace is your life. By his ascension, his peace rules forever. So we thank the Lord for his great compassion to his, in sending us out the apostles and providing us with the many pastors and teachers he has provided since. We rejoice that he gives us his peace at his table as he communes with us. And we thank him mightily for the washing of our bodies and souls in baptism that make us whole and perfect in him. By his word, his grace has covered you. You are forgiven. So go forth as his people and have compassion on all around you. Pray for their salvation and speak to them of God's great love and forgiveness that they too might share in the peace his word. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.